Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. The particular series that I am dealing with, for this is indeed going to be a series because there are at least 10 or 11 prophecies in this vein that the Lord has given me over just a two-month period. So it's been a very intense two-month period. This would be end of June, July into early August. Things that the Lord has been revealing about a particular area of sexual immorality. Things that I personally... I. Some of this stuff, I've never heard of it before. I have never seen, seen it before or even known that such things were happening. And today's prophecy is one such. But this series, I'm going to be working on it simultaneously between YouTube and my other channels, BitChute, Brighteon, and um, Rumble. So I'm going to be alternating between those channels, uploading the different content. Um, I think it will be first on the alternate, the alternate channels. So um, if you're not following the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, if you're not following on Rumble, you're not following on BitChute, you're not following on Brighteon, then what you need to do is you need to look below the video in the description box. It's very good to familiarize yourself with the description box because if someone says that they're looking for information about something that they're new to, then obviously the next step would be to go to where that information has been handily compiled for you so that you can know and learn everything. If you find yourself in a new place, the best thing that will help you is directions. So just look under the video description box. At the very end of the description, you will see all the links there is a Spanish channel for the master's voice. It's called La Voz del Señor. And there's a link so that if Spanish is more comfortable for you, you can go there and hear the prophecies. But because translation is not as fast at the speed at which I make these videos, this type of prophecy has not yet been translated, but you can definitely catch up on a lot of the old prophecies on that channel. And then in the same description box, you will see the link to follow me on Rumble, follow me on BitChute, and follow me on Brighteon. And what happens is if you go to those places, any video, you click the video and then you just click subscribe. You'll be subscribed. And then no matter where I drop a video, depending on the sensitivity of content, you won't need to be here on YouTube also all the time waiting for content. And so this particular prophecy is, is a particularly difficult prophecy. And before I read out this prophecy that I received on the last day of July, I'm going to say this. So I have made no secret about the fact that I have absolutely no respect for the way that most people practice Christianity here in America or in the Western world. I cannot in good conscience have respect for people who are as hard hitting as candied yams. So I'm not speaking to some type of people. There are people who are actively working to strengthen their Christianity. They're listening to other true Bible teachers, Bible pastors, some who are alive today, some who have passed on, and they are realizing rapidly that there is a very wide disconnect between the type of Christianity that they're used to and the type of Christianity that is being required of us by the Lord Jesus Christ as we begin to go further and further into the times that the Bible calls the final days, the last days, the end times. 
This is an end times channel. And the Lord is giving me, I've always said this, things, revelations, truths, dreams, and prophetic words that you will never hear in church. So it doesn't matter what church you've been going to. Some of the stuff that the Lord reveals to me and talks to me about and sends me here to prophesy are things that most pastors in their entire 25, 35, 45 year career have never touched on. Whether it's because God has never given them the revelation, whether it's because they've never gone down on their knees with prayers and fasting and said, God, can you give me more than the David was a hero type of sermon? Whatever the case may be, People are not bringing this stuff out, so you are not going to hear this in mainstream Christianity. But I've made no bones about the fact that I have no respect for this couch potato candied yams, uh, make us feel good and add sugar to the medicine type of prophecy. So this that I'm saying is a very clear, I'm drawing a line in the sand for a particular type of person. Right now, I'm in the middle of a series that is particularly taxing for me. It's taxing for me because the images that God is entrusting me with and the reality of what God is showing me is extremely blunt. It is extremely blunt and it is very hard hitting. And while I make no bones about the fact that this is difficult subject matter, what I absolutely will not tolerate is this type of fat obese, unshapely, unwieldy in the spirit type of of person constantly coming here and trying to make these prophetic words about you and your little spiritually broken clutch and shaky steering wheel as you try to navigate your way through life. People who they have a problem with, oh, the pictures are very graphic for the prophecies. Oh, the descriptions are a little bit too detailed. You are the type of hypocrite that has created the environment and the culture that we have in Christianity today. The kind of environment and culture that allows 60 and 70 year old pastors to groom 12 and 13 year olds and then marry them when they reach the age of majority. You are the type of person who fosters this victim blaming in church. The type of person who the pastor is a dirty, nasty pedophile and the story of him abusing three or four boys has finally come out. And then it's you, Mother Pembleton and Brother Chris that will find your way to the victim's homes and sit on the couch and sip cold tea and say, you know, it, it, it's true what Pastor Winklebaum did to these boys. It's terrible, but you know, he, he's, he's such a good man. And you know, he's been with the church 20, 30 years and look at what he's done for the community. I will say it bluntly because I said it to someone today. I'm not speaking to everyone who watches this video, but that type of Christian, you are more disgusting than any vision, any prophecy that I have ever seen in the years that I have been serving the Lord. You are a blight on the church of Jesus Christ. You are sanctimonious. You are a hypocrite. You are the type of person that allows Satan to constantly exist in the underbelly of society. Because when people are telling you the truth, You are Jesus's personal assistant. And so you know better. And so you know these words can't possibly be God. It doesn't sound like God to me. 
You pick up the newspapers and you see the filth and the scandals that are coming out. So what, what you're saying is the New York Times can break these stories, right? It's the Washington Post, it's Time Magazine, it's Newsweek who should lead the way in exposing the filth in our culture and society as a nation. But when God sends someone ahead with the truth to tell you before the time, that the roaches have eaten up the floorboards and they've made the house so weak that the entire thing is about to fall in, then it's not God. But when you see it on CNN and your little talking head gods reveal it to you, then it's, oh my gosh, these poor children. You are an embarrassment to the church of Jesus Christ. You are selfish. You think that the reason I'm sitting here is to make you feel good. You think that the reason God took me through what he took me through to prepare me for this ministry is so I can sit here at odd hours of the night making videos in a manner that is acceptable to you and to please your flesh. But all I will say is this, I'm firmly convinced that there are only two types of people in the world, wise people and fools. And those who come here seeking a fool's portion, I will serve you the fool's reward. Today's prophecy is a very difficult one. Please do not watch this with your children. And I'm not kidding. This is not material for little children. This is not material for your middle schoolers. This is not for your 15 year old. I do not even think that your 18 year old should have access to this. But if you have robust children and you're in the habit of teaching them what could happen to them, because this prophecy is dealing with the little children that I said should not watch this prophecy, the middle schoolers, and even the teen adult children that should not be exposed to this material. Young people, I'm going to give you a heads up. You keep going to these parties. You keep going to these raves. You keep joining those secret chat threads on Snapchat and YouChat and all the chats and, and listening to your friends. Oh, we found out there's a, there, there's these people, you know, well, they just, they just want, you know, as a couple of old guys, but you know, they just want us to hang out with them. You know, they're having a party and no, nothing, nothing bad really happens. You keep hanging around that environment, young person. Let your mother tell you this after this video, let your father or your uncle who watches this channel tell you this, you keep hanging around the kind of morally corrupt char characters that take people to jail in drug busts or that get people snatched and taken in vans. And you will find out why the Bible says very strongly that bad character corrupts good morals. That is a stern warning from the Lord Jesus Christ that you can't keep rubbing up against charcoal and expect to have a white shirt. I'm speaking to the men especially because I feel a very great pain as God has been showing me in this prophecy, in this prophecy series, what happens to the male body when men are violated sexually. And I'm not talking about being raped by women. I'm talking about men being sodomized by other men against their will, or even the young men that unwisely get into these homosexual relationships for cash, for clout, because they say they're cross-dressers or things like that. If you knew the terrible price that you will pay physically, emotionally, and in your mind. Men, be careful when you go to the gym. Men, be careful 
When you come back from sports and you think because you're six foot two, you can walk along the street. These vans have six to eight men in them. When they pick you up, they're going to test the merchandise before they take you to the human trafficking place. That is all I'm going to say. The title of this prophecy is called The Sex Industry Flop House, July 31st, 2022. The end of lies in America is near. God will bring every false edifice crashing down and he will expose who is behind it. Not one stone will be left unturned. So the dream I had, I was stuck in this dream. I dreamt of a very horrible double story or triple story house. This was a beautiful house. This is the kind of house that you call a mansion. Okay. If you're watching it in the movies, the way this house was is, um, um, it has a very big, nicely carved wooden door, the, the good old fashioned heavy type that you can't get anymore. And, and when this door swings open, the first thing that is in the middle of the house is this grandiose, um, um, staircase that just sweeps all the way through the belly of the house. So the star of this house was the staircase. As soon as you open the door, the staircase was there going up to the first landing and the second landing. And then, um, the landings opened up. So it was one story, two stories, and the staircase coming all the way down right into this very grand foyer in the, in the, in the front yard. And what God was talking, God was talking to me in this dream. He was talking to me after the dream. And God was telling me that houses like this exist all over the world. And that some of them, well, they don't have the luxury of being this kind of Southern bell house. So he says that some of them are just high rises, um, story, uh, multi-story buildings, um, not skyscrapers, but just multi-story buildings that look like buildings, but this place it is called the sex industry flop house. So, um, I thought a flop house is perhaps just a place where addicts go like, you know, an opium den, not at all. There are flop houses that exist purely to house an entire sex industry. And when I say an entire sex industry, I mean a business a business. It is being run like a business. There is the madams are there. There's cleaning staff there. There's people to look after the little children and, and keep them controlled and everything. There's, there's, um, external staff like doctors to come in and perform abortions or doctors to come in and deal with the horrible infections and sicknesses that will always often affect the human body when you keep abusing the human body for sex. So, um, it was a horrible dream, a dim and a grungy dream. And I was worn out thinking about this dream. Um, when I woke up, but the Lord said this to me, he said, you have to speak of these things because people think they don't exist. They are so proud and hard hearted that they think their present reality is the real reality. And that is why you have to keep speaking. You have to keep speaking because people would rather believe what the government tells them than believe the truth, but they will be judged for it. And this is the warning I gave in the beginning. In the end of time, hear me very well. You, that type of person that I was talking to, God is going to judge all the pedophiles. 
He's going to judge all the defiant people who were fornicating and saying, well, we're married because we had sex and we love each other, so we don't need to get married properly. He's going to judge everybody who clung to an immoral lifestyle, everyone who laid down and had sex with an animal, as I'm starting to see in visions and dreams now, God is even taking it there. But another type of person he's going to judge is you, that person that thinks you are Jesus Christ 2.0, that when the Lord says these things are real, then you come and say, I don't think they're real because if they were real, the government would be talking about it and there would be a task force and a force force and a third force to look into this. You have blood on your hands as much as the people who perform these sex acts. Every single person who has ever clapped for an unrepentant pastor who was exposed for having an affair and did not stop having the affairs, but began to become a serial affair haver and then confess every two to three years. And they're like, we love you, pastor. Every single person who supported these people who were exposed for raping people in positions of power in the banking world, in the sports world, these things came out and you were supporting them and just saying, but you know, uh, it could be all lies. You have blood on your hands. And according to Romans chapter 1 and 32, just as God says, you will be judged for it. That's the one person you can't escape, is the Father. Romans chapter 1 verse 32 says this, they know God's righteous decree, that those who practice such things deserve to die, but they not only do that, do them, they applaud and support others who do do them. So in this house that I dreamt of, they abuse men, women, and children without discrimination. It, it doesn't matter. Um, and I just want to say to people, especially males, males really trust in their own strength. This is a blessing to you. God has given you your strength to be protectors. God has given you your strength because he actually is blessed when he sees you guys glorying in your physical strength and youth. But um, when you are in a position where the power dynamics threaten you with death, or even threaten you with mutilation, or where you are kept semi-drugged all the time. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It doesn't matter how strong you are. In this prophecy, I was seeing extremely buff and good-looking boys, stark naked, and they were trapped in that house. There's no way to get out of that house because that house has um, security like Hamas. The men I were seeing were looking mostly Arab, so they were looking mostly Arab and then a few South Americans and then maybe one or two white guys. That was what I was seeing. The security in this house was um, almost like the kind of security you would expect to see following presidents, um, presidents in countries where the presidents know that they want to kill them. That's the kind of security, 24 hour security patrolling, especially the inside of the house with these uh, you know, the cameras that just watch everywhere and there's actually a control room with a guy there monitoring everything that is going on in the house. And these men are not the kind of men who seemed moved by naked flesh. So this is not the kind of security guard where you can come and flash your chest and say, you know, Harold, I really want to run away. Can you help me? These men are not moved. In fact, they distance themselves on purpose. They're here to provide security. They provide the security, get their money, and they do not even gaze at what is going on in the house. So I've described the house and the sweeping staircase. And what this staircase was used for is it was used to model the sex slaves in the house. So um, they would bring people up and down the staircase when the, the customers came. 
Sometimes they would bring parade people up and down the staircase naked. This is the madams. They would be showing, oh, she's tall. Oh, she's willowy. Is this what you had in mind, Mr. Harrelson? And then Mr. Harrelson is shopping on the left side of the staircase. And then a few steps up is maybe another type of girl. Maybe she's dark-skinned, uh, with exotic eyes, exotic features, uh, and then they're like, oh, you know, there, or maybe it's a redhead, so she's exotic in her own way, and men and women come in and shop according to their preference for people, and I was living in that house, so I was in that house, but I was an observer in that house, and as I said, I could not leave. I was forced to live in that house, and it was as if in that house I had been given a task, and my task was to collect all my belongings. So it was if it was as if I was told, Celestial, if you can collect everything that you own in this house and put it into your bags, then you can go. The problem is that my stuff was all over the house. It was in multi-bedrooms and multi-nooks and crannies. And as I was going into those bedrooms and nooks and crannies, here are the things that I was seeing. I was working in this dream with all my heart to leave this place. But as I was trying to collect my stuff, I saw a lot of horrific stuff going out there. And one of the things about the industry flop houses is that it has hierarchies. So these are obvious, some, some of them are obvious hierarchies and some of them are not obvious. In an obvious hierarchy, it's just like prison. You have the warden and his cronies who are the guards. And then you have obviously the incarcerated people who are lower on the totem pole. But then even among the incarcerated people, you have hierarchies where some are stronger and some are weaker. And that's why people form gangs in prison. And that's why people join gangs in prison to get some kind of loyalty, to get some kind of protection. So the power dynamics were, some of them were obvious, like the madams obviously have power, but then among the madams, the madams have favorites. So then the favorites are incarcerated like the other people, but then because you're a favorite, you get more favors. And I'll talk about that. And so it's a question of who's a favorite and who's not a favorite, who is bigger versus who is smaller, who has managed to gain a little bit of favor with the staff so that for perhaps if you're hungry, a maid will sneak you food because she's friends with you. But then another person in your same room could be hungry and the maid won't bring them anything because she's not friends with them. So you need loyalties to survive in this sex industry. This is what I saw. Even if you are a captive and your life is bleak and horrible, you still need loyalties to survive. I saw open plan showers, so there's no privacy. It's just male showers and female showers, and I watched a young boy being raped. This boy seemed about maybe 14 or 15, but he's the kind of boy who his bulk doesn't come in early in his puberty. It's going to hit later, or maybe he's just one of those slender men that's never going to get that really big size. I saw about four or five boys come after him, and I remember they were slipping on the bathroom floor, and God was giving me a view into these boys' hearts, even as I was seeing their brutal act of grabbing their friend and I saw blood going on the shower floor as they were assaulting him. God was telling me that the bigger boys were filled with rage because politicians kept coming to the sex house and asking for them by name. Politicians kept coming to the sex house and asking for these handsome boys to perform sodomy acts on them. So some of these boys were asked for by name because the politician wanted to be the woman and then the handsome boy will be the man.
But then some of these boys were asked for it because the politician wanted to be the man and perform these acts on these boys. And they kept coming back because they had a thing for handsome, well-built young men. So this other slimmer boy, I guess, was someone who was not asked for a lot because when a man wants to have an encounter with another man, obviously, just like men look for certain traits in women, sodomites look for certain traits in men. And so they hated this boy and they were just taking out their rage on him. And God was showing me that these children had a black hole of rage in them because of how frequently these men in high political circles kept coming and asking for them. And I saw that these boys also kept up relations with girls their same age. So if a boy is 16, they were having sexual relations with girls in the sex industry flop house. So they give them some, some measure of freedom, at least this house that I was seeing. This house that I was seeing, God was showing me, is right here in America, in one of these places like Louisiana or these kinds of places where they build the houses like that. These antebellum, that's the word that was in my spirit. This is an antebellum era house. These boys have relationships with the female captives. And what was put in my heart is sleeping with a woman reminds them that they are still male. So they crave these stolen moments with these girls. And they even have sort of like, I love you. I love you too. Maybe we're going to run away. They, they have these liaisons because it affirms the tattered shreds of their, of their manhood in them that I'm still normal because these other men, the powerful men, rich men kept coming and stroking them and telling them, oh, my little pretty and stuff like that. And so these boys needed stress relief after. I went into another room to get an item. And in that room, I saw small children, hopeless and crying in the closet. So this is one of these prophecies where I do not think that God showed me anything happening to small children. For once, I just saw them. They had gone into the closet, a boy and a girl, excuse me, please. And they were sitting and each person was holding their knees and they were just going, <laughs> and they were crying in the closet, hopeless and crying like children who are not being adopted in the orphan home. And I think there was a socks of mine in that room. So I just had to take my socks and leave. I went into other rooms where I saw that married women come to these industry flop houses and they come purely to perform oral sex on young men. So that is, that is their deal. They're not coming to touch people in any other way. And God was showing me some of these women have fetishes. They come and ask for a child, their, the age of their son at home. So if they have a 10 year old, Maybe God is helping and blessing their 10-year-old at home. And the mother doesn't dare touch the 10-year-old boy. But then they come to have oral sex on the 10-year-old in the flop house. And some of them married working women. I'm not talking about high up women. Just normal, ordinary working women who know that this is a prostitution house. As well as political women and the aides that work for them. They come to this flop house and they ask for the virile young men the good-looking young boys, they tip generously to have their fantasies played out by male and female, most of them of an age that should be in high school. So yes, they come and they practice lesbianism. A flop house is not like prostitution. Prostitutes have freedom. Prostitutes have one or two kids and they drop off their kids at daycare. 
prostitutes are on Facebook and Instagram now doing live stream and telling them, you know, this is my normal day. I make my kids cereal. Prostitutes have huge followings on the internet now. Prostitutes have pimps and the pimps have leveled up. Give them a level of freedom because it increases the money a woman can make. They have apartments and day jobs. A flop house is a tightly monitored, secure, guarded sex industry house that can be sitting right in the middle of a normal neighborhood and not a single person in that neighborhood will know what goes on in that house because of how well insulated that flop house is from the outside world. The chances of an escape from a high level flop house is about zero point millionth of half an inch. Once you get in, you're usually not coming out unless you're dead or in another way that I will mention. I saw a lady meticulously keeping track of the money. So I don't know why this dream seemed like an old Victoria, Victorian era dream. Uh, the house was modern, but at the same time, the house looked like it came straight out of the 1400s or the 1600s or something like that. This woman was wearing a maroon dress with a, dress with a ruffled high collar and puffy sleeves and a huge poofed out, you know, and she was keeping accounts in a ledger, but I knew that this woman is supposed to be keeping her books on a computer, but she was keeping her accounts on a ledger. And since I came in to get a scarf, I stood right over her and looked in the book to see what she was writing. And this is what she was writing. She was writing down the name of every person who came to the flop house. She was writing down the name of every person that they slept with. She was making a distinction between whether they just chose someone by sight or whether they kept asking for someone by name, what they paid, what are the acts they do to the victims, how frequently they come back, who first recommended them to come to the flop house and who they also recommend to visit the flop house. She was working out a ton of information of a ton of names. And I saw that the people who go to this sex industry flop house have no idea that this much data is being kept on them by the places they go. This is whether you're going in Vegas, whether you're going in Oregon, whether you're going in Kansas, whether you're going right here in New York City, it does not matter. People have no idea how much data is captured on them and they also have no idea how much the sex slaves talk to them, talk about them to the madams. The madams ask, the children ask the young men and women, what did he talk about after you guys were finished? Did he tell you anything interesting? And this is how they capture more industry, more industry information, more national information. God was putting it in my heart that these women that run the sex trade know more than the president of America knows about what goes on in this country because the president doesn't have access to this many sources to give information on this many paying clients from so many different walks of life. The flop house madams know what the House and the Senate are voting on before they even vote on it. They know the secret preferences of the senators, the House representatives, the governors, even their flunkies, you name it. They know who's not really gay, God said, that there are people in America who pretend to get elected on a gay platform 
but they sleep with women. And God has been telling me this since 2019. Celestial, not everybody who's running on a gay platform in America is gay. Those people enjoy women and they have an entire separate life. So the flop house madams know who's not really gay and who comes to the flop house to ask for women. But when they go out, they work, they run on political platforms to gain support for a sexual minority. God said that these women have information that can put a lot of powerful people in prison and it all goes in the ledger. I guess ledger stands for heavily encrypted hard, hard drives because this is 2022. The Lord also said that ever since orphanages were created, even before then, children have been marginalized, sexually abused and raped. And that is why the dream looked old. He was telling me this looks like an old dream because this is an old practice of hurting children. The only difference now is that technology has turned the acts of wickedness against children into severe wickedness. And he said that at least in the Victorian era, when you had a prostitution house, everybody who was in there was voluntarily working as a prostitute and it was almost exclusively adults. But now he says this multi-billion dollar in enterprise runs on human trafficking and the sex slaves in there are anyone who can be caught. This is why I say to people, you buy your AirPods, you want everyone to know that you have Apple AirPods, and so you're out there at 4 a.m., I mean 4 a.m. coming from the 24-hour gym, or you're coming home from work, it's 6.30, you know when you get off the train at your place, it will be 8 p.m., yet you're walking on the street with both your ears blocked off because you think perhaps God and the angels owe you something that goes above and beyond you operating on common sense watching your six, watching your surroundings and keeping those toys out of your ear, especially if you are a female walking alone. God says the empire, the empire of sexual molestation, this sex industry can be found everywhere from Singapore to Saratoga, USA. And so I saw the staff, we're talking cooks, we're talking the people who do the laundry, we're talking people who clean because there's a lot of soiled and bloody bed sheets that need to be changed in this place around the clock. They serve food, food is served, wine is served. For well-paying guests, dinner is served in the big ballroom. And you can have dinner by yourself or you can ask for dinner to be sent to the room and share it with your favorite sex slave or you can go down to the big ballroom and you can talk politics and money with the other people who have come for the evening to do this because you're all friends and you all know that you all do this. So there's no reason to hide or eat by yourself. Here are the places the Lord named to me when I was asleep. Portland, Oregon, Maine, Washington, DC, Tampa Bay and other parts of Florida, all over Florida, he said. New York, Louisiana, Oakland, Oakland City, Des Moines, Iowa, Milwaukee, Tennessee, India, um, Indiana. He said it's in all the border states, especially where America keeps a border to the south. And I actually saw in another prophecy that there is a healthy trade of stealing South American women and trafficking them across the border through the southern border, Texas, I guess, and the rest of them. There's a heavy border trade trafficking South American women into this country. And sometimes when those women are feisty and they fight back, 
They beat them up. I saw a woman on a human trafficking website and she'd been given two black eyes. And what they wrote underneath her profile is feisty, hot, spicy mama, petite. I think she was only 5'1". So that's, that's how she was being sold on the human trafficking website. And God was showing me, yeah, she was feisty only because she tried to fight when they grabbed her. So people are trafficked over the South American border to fuel this trade. It is called the skin trade. It is a flourishing trade in America and you have to be bitterly tough to work there. This is the staff. You are not paid to show empathy or sympathy. And as soon as they see you heading in that direction, starting to feel sorry for the people in captivity, they will fire you or they just might kill you because it's not a business that they can afford to have people leaving and talking and saying, oh, I saw this and I saw that. You sign non-disclosure agreements. And if you break your NDA, they will see you as an enemy. They will keep a sharp eye on you if you do manage to leave this line of work as a bodyguard or as a, an indoor maid or something as a cook or maybe as one of the technical clerks that run the financial side. If you do leave this job, you've already signed a ton of NDAs and, and because this is a dirty industry, they don't really care about that NDA. If they feel that there's any risk from you jeopardizing their clients or jeopardizing them and spilling the beans on the operation, they'll, they'll, just, they'll just kill you because you're just a loose end and nobody will miss you. They will make sure that it's done. So I saw that people are kept against their will in this industry until they are kill, killed against their will. So from the time of captivity until the time you die, your sole purpose in the sex industry flop house is to provide sex services for people, whatever they want, whatever desire, whatever sick fantasy, you are there to provide it. It's a place that sex can be provided at high cost, low cost, or no cost. Low cost and no cost is if you're somebody who's high up in a place of power, police chief, or your police captain, your detective, higher than that, your judge, circuit court judge, any type of judge. You're high up in the local government, you're an elderman, or you're even higher than that, you're a governor, a mayor, that kind of person. If you're somebody with connections, you can get free sex because you can pay them later down the road by voting in a way that favors someone that the flop house wants to be in good books with. So you can trade voting rights or you can use your influence to help the people who own the flop house. One of the kind of help they want is with city inspectors. They don't want city inspectors crawling around and so, you can make all the zoning headaches of running a prostitution ring right in the middle of a city or a town. You can just make that all go away and then you don't have to pay. And here's what I'm going to say. There's a certain state, I can't think of it right now. Um, it is a documentary that just came out recently done by Vice News. And the shame of it is that Vice News had to do this documentary instead of it being this kind of story being broken by the national news or even by the news station in that state. Um, I can't remember the state now, but basically what they found is that the officers in that state were di directly targeting female sources. You know, the kind of woman who gets in trouble and then she goes to jail once and she comes out and then maybe she goes to jail twice and she's scared because there's that three strikes rule. 
So she she's on parole and she can't afford to break the parole. And so the police say, you know, just keep your ears to the street, Marcia. And um, if you get if you get any information, you know, call us. What was found is that the officers on that police force had a routine habit of targeting female sources and forcing them to give them oral sex. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. This is news. You can look it up on the internet. They would find these sources and they would tell them, you know, uh, I haven't heard any news from you trying to crack a case. You heard anything on the street? But basically, he, he's not actually there to get news. One of these women confessed that it was becoming so horrible that she was willing to risk go to, going to jail. She said that one of the detectives came after her. She had been forced to perform oral sex on him upwards of 40 times. So let's say this, let me, let me say this, as you're sitting comfortably at home, upwards of 40 times. So this is not a question of, oh, you know, but she's just a, a street lady and she had had problems with, with drugs or whatever. She's still somebody's child. The system has determined that, okay, she's done wrong once and now she's on parole. That, how does a person in power come to that lady? I mean, she said that he used to drive the streets looking for her and she would have to hide because he was constantly looking for a way to force her to do that. And every time she would say, what if I don't do that? This detective's name is Brian something. What if I don't want to do it? He would just, he would just take his handcuffs and put it on the dash as if to say, well, you know, I'm going to have to make something up and take you in. This is just something to think about America, because what happens in this country is that debates get so polarizing. I've noticed that all the keyboard warriors at home are more interested with being right. So it's all about our boys in blue, our boys in blue. And when you have that kind of mindset, as a father, as a man, you're, you're too proud to actually sit down and actually ask yourself, is there rot in the system? Is there abuse in the system? I'm a former detective. Hey, I used to walk the streets. I saw some of those guys. Am I so concerned with being right that I am not willing to look closer at a system in decline? All of America's systems are in decline. The government, the medical system, the school system, the social system, the political system, the religious system, all of the systems of this nation, including the systems that are supposed to keep us safe. The cops and the army are in decline. More and more sociopaths are entering these positions of authority and power to harm people. But because it's so trendy to just get on the back of Blue Lives Matter and Green Lives Matter, people who call themselves Christians are no longer concerned with upholding the righteous standard of the Lord Jesus Christ. So is it any wonder that the people that are supposed to be patrolling the streets and keeping it safe are sometimes the very people that these young boys and young girls name and say, I saw this cop and he used to sleep with me. This woman who was being put, abused by the policeman was not believed. 
You can see the footage of how when the department, when she finally went to the department and said, I have to make this known. I, I don't care if you guys put me in jail. This is, this is giving me mental anxiety. This is, this is making me crazy. You should see the footage when they brought that cop in. Brian, we're so sorry to bother you. We're so sorry to interrupt your day because it's automatically assumed that because she's a certain type of person, she has to be lying. This is why I had to speak to that type of Christian in the beginning, because people like you foster environments where those who are being abused and raped and held are not believed. And I will make sure that you are 1 billion percent uncomfortable here. You will either come up to the fact and realize that if you can see a female talking about these issues, that means that God trusts me enough to see it and to bear it. And I don't even think I'm going through anything, seeing it and bearing it, because I know that people are living this. I know that this is someone's reality, being raped in a bathroom. So I'm not going to tell God, oh, but my eyes, God, this is so graphic. All I can say is, God, I will pray for them. I will stand for them. They come to these places, government people, heavily connected people in all the power circles. And they don't have to hide their face because as far as they know, these captives don't get out of these places alive. Lawsuits. Lawyers, judges, magistrates, they can help the sex industry flop house people. As long as you can offer some kind of favor now or a favor down the road, the madams will let you access the merchandise for free. Some people don't come to the flop house. They send cars to pick up the boy, the girl, the man, the woman, the group that they want. And I saw that some girls take joy in being this kind of girl, the kind of girl who gets outsourced, the, ex, the escort girl, because they get privileges. I saw girls willingly and energetically having sex with rich men because it came with perks, like going to nice hotels, meals, getting presents, going to mansions to spend the night. I saw that sometimes these men will take you on trips and they even allow you to have a little bit of fun in the real world. And then they send you back to the flop house. An industry flop house is a large house that exists for rape, for sodomy. This is homosexual sex, sexual abuse, drug trafficking, human trafficking, bestiality, and extreme violence. I saw that some patrons beat people because that's the only way they get turned on. I saw that some patrons go there to work out their anger. They punch people because they're sick, angry, emotionally unstable people who like to hurt others. The sex industry flop house is a place where you can get anything you want, where you can tie people up and act all your fantasies with them and they can't do anything to stop you. So, I saw that places like this require a huge investment of staff. They have a ton of front people. So the front people are the people who are laundering the money because millions pass through these flop houses and you can't say that this is Ma Baker's Waffle House. You can't explain $3 billion a year or $100 million 
in six months and say, I make this selling ice cream. So they are bankers, backers, lawyers, friends in high places, financiers that legitimize the money that flows through this. They cover the paper trail. They make sure that the rich people's credit cards don't actually show where they spent that cash. They do things to keep the flop house operational and undiscovered. There's a pyramid staff inside the house, another type of power structure. At the top are the owners and investors, the people who actually own the entire building and basically own the slaves in there. A ton of shelf companies to cover the paper trail. And then you have the visible power structure inside the house, day-to-day -day handling of everything. You got the madams, the prostitution heads who interact with girls, men, women, and boys. These women have great memories and they remember who is who and greet them by name and remember who they like and make suggestions and say things like, we have something special and different for you today. Why? Because the more you surprise these clients, the more they will come back and spend. You have security, you have caretakers for the captives, especially women that look after smaller children. You have doctors to deal with sickness, diseases, injury, abortion, you have morticians to handle death and lawyers to cover the inevitable amounts of paperwork that goes with such things. There are people who are 24 hours on site and there are people who only come when they're needed, like an abortion doctor or the people who take away dead bodies. I saw that one of the things the lawyers handle are secret birth and death certificate. There are a ton of people in the United States that die off the books. There are a ton of people in the United States that are born and have no name. There are children in this country who have never heard Doug or Katerina called to mean them. They are a series of complicated numbers and codes, and that is what they are known as. Anything can happen to this group of people born in this way because nobody knows that they're alive. They can be sold, abused, and trafficked to people who want children and can't have them. That's right. Black market babies come from the flop house. You get pregnant, you don't have to have sex for a while. If they don't abort the baby, you can have the baby and then they will sell it. People are buying code numbered children out there. And the first time the child will ever receive a name is when they're brought home for the first time off this black market sale. I saw that even children who have been alive for three and four years do not have names. These children can also be easily killed if a child has a complication or a disease. So they let the child live. Maybe they don't abort the child. And then the child gets born with asthma or something that people are just tired of looking after. They will kill the child. <sighs> children are also aborted, in which case it's easy to take care of and nobody has to worry about their mother's pregnancy. I saw also that some children survive and they go away somewhere with their moms especially if it's a famous person's child or a powerful person's baby. You don't just go around killing the babies of the rich. You can't just harm the child of somebody who's up there because when the person is informed and the person is told, don't kill my child, then the flop house has to make arrangements and the man will pay for the girl, the pregnant girl and her baby to go away somewhere. Hmm. But for the most part, flop houses are set up 
as relentless meat grinders that chew up people and spit them out either dead or diseased or extremely abused and traumatized human flesh. So I've described the guards. They don't look at people. They just walk around and do their job. They're there to guard. They keep to themselves. They don't make eye contact for the same reasons that the caregivers don't get too close. Caregivers are not allowed to get too close to the people they're caring for because they don't want you to start having any ethical thoughts or moral decay or start feeling sorry for everyone. You're there for security. You provide the security. And I was walking around collecting my stuff in that place and just asking myself, God, how does a person live here? How does a person work here and walk around and act like see no evil, hear no evil, think no evil, feel no evil? And yet every inch of this house is death. And so I will go rapidly through the things that I saw. At some point, God put me at the foot of the staircase. I found myself standing at the foot of the staircase and here's a staircase going up. And then let's say 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12 were open bedrooms. So that's not how a house exists. He just put open squares for bedrooms and in each square, I saw stuff going on. This is it quickly. People were raped, tied up, raped in the backside, male and female. They would chain you to the bed and rape you like that. Or there was some metal thing that comes out of the wall. And then the patron can do that anal sodomy to you for as long as they've paid for. It doesn't matter if the person is crying, tired, screaming. As long as the patron, if the patron pays for a three hour time period, that is how long the patron gets to do that particular act to someone I saw people dressed up like fairies. They dressed up like supernatural animals. They dressed up like nurse and doctor to act out fantasies. I saw a naked woman wearing a 1950s apron feeding a man oatmeal like his mom used to do and beating him with a wooden spoon because he was bad. I saw a man come in and he beat the flop house boy and then he raped the boy in his backside because that's what the patron's father used to do to him. I saw another man in one of the rooms who came in and he made the man in the flop house beat him. And then he made the man sodomize him because that's what his father used to do. So two men abused by their fathers, one of them came and he did to another sex slave what his dad used to do to him. But another man came and made the sex slave do to him what his dad used to do to him. I saw a lot of couples in what God was telling me were fake love. So I saw them having sex like people who were in, re in real love. They, they had music and, and the people brought their favorites. They bought them gifts, clothes, money, books that the children or that the young people or that the man or woman asked for. And then they would stay in bed for hours afterward, paying high amounts for time and attention to spend with one person. And so God was showing me, this is a fake relationship. And it's mostly the kind of relationship requested by married people. See married people, they want to feel deeply in love for a few hours a week. And so they go to the flop house and treat this person like a real relationship that they're having. God said they're in love for a few hours each week and they can treasure this experience 
without the hassle of getting divorced or without the real life pressure of a real human lover who has the right to demand accountability and to demand things from you. God says they have absolutely no interest in making sure that that person gets free from the flop house. It's love on call. It's love on cash. I saw a boy being sodomized by a dog. And this is something that is starting to show a lot in these visions. I saw that the dog had been trained to do this. So the child was being used by this animal. And there was a man sitting fully dressed, smoking a cigar in an armchair, watching it. I saw that some people came and requested young children to touch each other and have sex. And so if it was more interesting to them if both the children or one of the children had never had sex before. This was more interesting to the adults who requested this. Sometimes they never touched the children. They simply wanted the children to do the act themselves. And some of these patrons greatly just wanted to see virgins going through sex for the first time. That is what they were doing. They were basically paying for live porn. And so the flop house had to have a high demand of new children because obviously if you have even two guys who keep coming in and requesting it, you quickly run out of virgin children. The Lord was showing me that children are destroyed in this country at unbelievably young ages. I saw that some people came in and they beat these people up real bad. They would tie them to the wall and they would strike them, beat them so badly that this person would sometimes need to rest his hand, rest his arm before doing it again. And sometimes the security came in and told them that's enough. And the security weren't having a conversation and asking you if you want it to be enough or not. They would come in and say, that's enough. And then the person would be really mad and take their coat and go. And then when they would go, the security would take the person off the, the chained thing, take them off the wall and help them to bed. And then a caretaker would have to come in and start getting rid of the blood. And then the doctor would be called because you're not supposed to kill the residents. But occasionally they do. If you choke somebody during the act or whatever, if you kill somebody, they will add it onto your bill as an extra expense. And you have to pay for that. There is a lot in this prophecy. I'm not going to read anything. This is part of why the master's voice is there. I don't spend hours on that blog writing everything out so that I have to sit here and read all this stuff again. So God says that, Children and animals are going to be sexual, sexually abused in the future. This is something he has been saying, that men will start to sodomize animals and rape animals because Satan is going to bring such a wave of filth and sexual immorality to this earth that it will be greater than, the same as or greater than the days of Noah. God said, that the people in Noah's days were some of the worst and most sexually deviant, twisted human beings that have ever lived on earth. But he said that this generation is going to bypass them by far for wickedness. So no matter where you live in the world, as you hear a modern day person in 2022 tell you, that the people in Noah's day are going to get the opportunity to spit on the people who live today and judge them. 
The people in Noah's time who were washed away by the flood will have the opportunity to condemn this generation for how sick it's going to be. Then maybe some of you might need to recalibrate your opinions of what God would say and what God wouldn't say. God said that the only desire of this generation is to do wickedness all the time. And some of the greatest victims of that wickedness through the hand of Satan using human beings will be children and animals. Men and women will perform bestiality with animals on tape and request for this type of pornography. And also this type of live sexual request will skyrocket. So it won't only be that they will make tapes of this. God was showing me that there's going to be live events. I saw a live event. I just, a woman with an animal and everybody gathered around. It was at a private house. It was on request. They were paying her a lot of money to do it and she accepted to do it. People will do this. God says that women will lie with beasts for money, but men will lie with animals for pleasure and call it a different experience. I'm going to close this prophecy with the word of the Lord. He said a lot. I will burn this world with fire for what they have done to my creation. I will not relent in my judgment because man does not relent in his harlotry, meaning the inner prostitution of his soul that spills out into the outer prostitution of his acts. That is what harlotry is. A harlot is someone who has no limit to sexual depravity, that they will sell their sexual treasures for gain. Man only imagines deeper darkness inside himself, and he only conjures up more and more depraved things to do. The more I give them time to repent, the worse the world becomes. And so I will judge this word, this world for its iniquity. And my judgment will come by fire. And I shared that writing this message really depressed me. By the time I was done, I was feeling so low, so very low. And all the Lord said to me is, my child, don't be distressed because I am not showing you the full nature of these things. And I just find that mind blowing that God would express love to me and tell me, oh no, Celestial, I'm showing you the preview. I'm showing you highlights. I'm not actually showing you how bad it is that I, God, see. I'm only showing you what you can bear. He says in Portland, there are many of this type of house, many, many, so many of them. The politicians know them and they go there frequently and they ease their desires on men, women, and children that are being held against their will. And then they go on TV and they, pra and they promise budget cutbacks and a, butter a better life for all. God says that this happens all over America. And he says, this is why whenever the truth comes out, very young people who have no exposure, so they're too young to be involved in politics and they're too young to know who these high ranking people are. But he says, this is how it always happens that very young people who shouldn't know everything, anything about who's in government can always name the politicians and the actors and the doctors and the judges and the police chiefs and law enforcement. 
He says they can always name them and they know them by face, but still people refuse to believe them. The reasons these victims can name them is because they saw them in the flop house. They can name them because it was that well-known person who had sex with them and abused them. But when they give their testimony, they are hunted down and killed. They are dismissed. They are laughed at and ridiculed. They are silenced and rejected by the population who say things like, don't you know he's married? Don't you know he's our senator? Don't you know he's a pillar in the community? Don't you know that he recently gave back and he built this and he did that for our city? You dare to accuse this great man who has everything of wanting to sleep with you? And isn't that the church? Isn't that the church's job now in America? To defend the pastors and make it seem like the victim was just a whore? sitting in church trying to entice the pastor, not knowing that the pastor is a systematic abuser because the pastor is filled with 221 demons of lust until finally the demons have driven him to the point where he's not satisfied touching himself. He's not satisfied touching his wife. He has to start touching the church members. And then God gets sick of that depravity and exposes it. And what does the so-called church do? We shouldn't judge. God gives everyone a second chance. I, it should happen to the children of the second chancers. That's what should happen. And then we will come there with the microphone and find out, how, how do you feel about that second chance, Mrs. Peabody? How, how's it going now that little Jack was the victim of the victimizing pastor? People are such hypocrites. Like I said, I see sick things. But then some of the people that come here are sicker than anything that I've ever seen in all my years of serving God. There's more stuff in this prophecy. I just, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. This last aspect of what people do when they come to these um, sex places Oh, yes. God was saying that I will judge the people of America as accomplices. I knew I was, I was saying this for a reason. I will judge the people of America as accomplices to the murder of all these who have died silently with no champion. All these who have died silently with no advocate, with no one to fight for them, with no mom or dad support group or neighborhood watch that rose up to insist that the police investigate and find missing persons. Nobody, he says, the accomplices do not fight to help the voice of victims be heard. I will judge them for all their silent agreement and participation in this wickedness because they always choose to disbelieve the survivors and they choose to believe the politician or their favorite golden haired boy. I will judge this nation for this is a nation that mocks justice. Her elite cannot do it alone for if they were held accountable, their heads would have rolled in bygone eras and they would now tread carefully. But America loves a star. Her attention is always captured 
by a talker and a winning smile. I will judge all the accomplices who refuse to believe the little ones, who refuse to believe men and women when they confessed what had been done to them because they never took things further. They never looked under the rug. And so the evil has been allowed to fester until this day. My judgment, my repayment will be perfect and complete for I am the Lord, your God. And so this aspect that I was going to leave out, I'm not going to leave it out because I have seen it too many times. And it is a disgusting habit that men do. There is a practice that men have now. It's a new thing. It's gaining traction like sex in the butt and all the other things that everybody is doing to be trendy. Excuse me, please. They put their semen on people's faces. I say often that the devil is sick, but people don't know how deliberate and targeted his sickness manifesting in humanity is. The face is our identity. It is our calling card. It's the first thing that people see about us and it's representative of who we are. It is the face in a way of our creator looking back at us in the mirror and looking up to him as we interface and worship with him. But I see now that this is not only a trend as the Lord was showing me. It is not only a trend that takes place in these sex industry houses. I saw it happening in locker rooms and I saw that people were doing it consensually in private homes too. I had the feeling that sports teams do this to people that they rape and fraternities do it and college people do it to those that they've sexually humiliated. And I saw people doing it to sex workers that they pay for sex. And I saw that one of the things that people do is that they pay money to ease themselves men on people's faces and the victim will not be allowed to wipe it off. It can be one man. It can be a group of men. They do it on people's bodies. A lot of these prostitutes, they pay them a group of men, a group of college boys will pay her and do that on her, but they're aiming for her face. It's a sick world that we live in. So like I said, if you're looking for Sesame street prophecy, you've come to the wrong place. This may be your first and last visit here. And honestly, I do not care. This blog is here to speak the truth and to reveal the hidden things. The Bible says that there shall be no secrets before the coming of the Lord. The light of the truth of God will shine everywhere and the rot will be exposed and the cockroaches will scatter. All falsehood, satanic works and pretense will bow to the name of Jesus. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Luke 8 and 17. God is going to force this world, Christians first, to accept and confront the things that they have habitually avoided, denied, and pretended did not exist. People will be forced to look at it, and shame will be rightly deserved when many Christians, as well as people in the world, see the reality of what they have been mocking and calling 
conspiracy theories. God will bring those theories into the light. He will expose the hidden tapes, the, in the industry knowledge and the insider knowledge, the dirty secrets that lots of people in this country are keeping and lots more people know about, but they're too scared to talk. God is going to bring it out. And then you will see that this culture of denying the truth so that you stay comfortable out there. Don't make it too graphic. I know they're raping people, but don't tell me all the details about their rape because, you know, it's just so, I don't know if it's fit for church. Just, God says that refusal to believe the people creates a type of prison system that keeps them from being rescued. Because you see, you can't rescue somebody that you don't believe is being held captive. If you don't believe that people are being held against their will and raped and molested in this country, then why would people ever go deeper into digging and demanding that the police do more when the police themselves are becoming quite the abusers, touching women um, during routine traffic stops and stuff like that? All the information keeps piling up on the internet, but you know, what does that matter when the blue lives are just, you know, it's such a trendy saying. Why do we need to look into it deeper to see whether the blue lives or the political lives or the, or the lawyers' lives or the, or the judges' lives or, or the politicians' lives are actually affecting our lives on a micro scale? He says it's a prison system that stops these people from being rescued. It stops them from being believed. And it stops them from getting the justice and the help that the dead ones deserved and that the living ones who nobody looks for also deserve. Every person will be held accountable for what they said and what they did concerning these horrible situations. And God will reveal whether they lived an authentic life as a believer or not. I'll stop it there. You can go to the prof to the blog and read the rest of the prophecy. There are more things in there. So I'm Celestial with the master's voice. This prophecy is called the sex industry flop house. This prophecy is less than two weeks old, July 31st, 2022. God has been showing me a lot of human trafficking. And this is a type of human trafficking that is sitting right in the middle of a neighborhood is sitting right in the middle of a, a, a bunch of apartment buildings. And Six apartment buildings, five of them are real apartment buildings. One of them is an apartment building, which um, if you pay attention, you'll only see a type of person going in and out. So you'll only see men going in and out of there, or you might see men and women going in and out of there, but they, you, don't, you, ever, you don't ever see kids. Nobody in the apartment building seems to have kids. Nobody seems to have a job. They're going all hours of the night, day and night. These are sex houses. They're going in there to fornicate. They're going in there to rape people. And the cops will never raid these places because the cops are the customers. So why would they shut down their recreational facilities? These are the realities of the country that we live in. So when you're at Walmart, be at Walmart. But when you get home, deal with reality and have a thought for these people. Deal with reality and think of the weaker than these. And stop trying to shut me up because I will not shut up. You are the one out there a particular type of person I'm speaking to, and you know yourself. You will know I'm talking to you when you watch this video. 
You are the one that needs to be silenced. And you are the one that needs to be ashamed. That when the Lord wants to bring out the truth of the suffering, then you think you're too good to hear it. Because you actually think the suffering of other people, God forbid, has a thing to do with you in your complacency, in your childishness. You should be ashamed. I will not be ashamed because this too is part of the gospel. Mercy for the captive and the revelation of the evil that the devil does. This too is part of the gospel. In case you thought that the, the gospel was sugar and Twinkies and you feeling good. In case you thought these videos that I work so hard on that I actually am making the video for your comfort. More fool you. More fool you. Emphasis on the middle word. God bless you. And thank you for being with me. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. As I can make these videos day or night, I will do my best to make them and put them up. And God bless you to all of you who support the channel. Thank you. Your gifts are seen. I am praying for you. Whether you give or not, it doesn't matter. I always say that this work is covered in prayer and this is the Lord's work and he will keep it going for as long as he needs to, for as long as he needs to. When God has reached every person that he needs to, I just won't be here anymore. But seeing as I still have so many videos to go, I will, I will do the best that I can. Because if people are squealing like little piggies now when I'm dealing with adult evils, then won't everyone need a cold towel for their head when I finally have to start handling the child abuse videos that I, the child abuse prophecies that I have had since 2019. I've done a few of them, but I haven't done all of them because they're difficult to deal with. So I wonder how high the need for Tylenol is going to be when I have to put those things on the blog. It's time for people to wake up and it's time for us to have tender and repentant hearts. There's so much pride in the church. It's sickening the amount of pride that I encounter in people who dare to name the name of Jesus Christ and say that they are Christians and yet they are so self-centered and think that this project of God going across the earth to break shackles and to expose darkness, to think that it's about you. We really need to take a look inside because I am telling you from the vantage point where I am sitting, this church is full of sympathizers of sin. Weak, gormless, gutless people who have no courage. Not every Christian, not every person who comes here, but a shocking majority. And then we wonder why the traction of the devil is so fast. We wonder why Satan seems to be eating up the planet at an unimaginable pace. It's like he's swallowing the earth and taking everything real with it. God showing me that we are going into a future of pregnant men, pregnant men. And then people are like, didn't Apple introduce the pregnant man emoji a year ago? Yeah, WhatsApp brought a pregnant man to the texting platform years ago. None of this is mistaken. God is showing me that men will be able to, to, to carry a fetus to term and grow breasts naturally. They will not need the trans surgery. By some means, they will naturally grow breasts. 
And then I've got Marlon and Peggy Sue coming to the channel and telling me, young lady, be quiet. God, God, you are not of God. No, you are not of God. You are of your father, the devil, because he's the one telling you that we're in Twinkie land and Twinkie time. But my father is telling me that we are in some of the most desperate and urgent times that the church of Jesus Christ has ever faced. And it is shameful how unprepared we really are. So let us take these things to heart, examine motives, and just try to be serious as Christians. Until I see you again, may the Lord bless you and goodbye.